Hi, welcome back. Allow me here bringing you the Wisdom Compass, which is a collection of powerful ideas to help you navigate everyday challenges as you reach out for your biggest goals. In this second episode of the Wisdom Compass, I'm going to be talking about how to grow your network, your influence, and your impact in the workplace. Hmm. So this is something that I've observed in my own life and in the lives of different people, including some of the clients that I've coached, that is very common in holding people back from progressing in the workplace. So I'm going to be talking to three categories of people today, right? So the first category of people is you struggle generally in building connections, whether it is socially or professionally at home or in the workplace. You may think, oh, I'm an introvert. I like my own company. I don't like meeting new people. The only people you tend to talk with and engage with are people that you've known for 10, 20, 30 years. Meeting somebody new, putting yourself out there is extremely difficult for you. That's the first category. The second category of people that I'm talking to is you do well socially in terms of your network, your influence and your impact outside of work are very good. You have a lot of friends and connections. You are influencing and impacting people's lives through social platforms. Maybe it is church, it is a charity, it is friends and family helping people, etc. But you have struggled to replicate the same success in your career or in the workplace. Okay. And this is actually quite common because somehow people may feel comfortable doing it outside of work, but within work, somehow they have this idea that, oh, we're only here. I only need to do my job, especially women. As long as I do my job and I'm good at my job, I don't need to network. I will get promoted automatically. Um, it does not usually happen that way. And the third category of people that I'm going to be talking to is this so you're very good at building your professional network your influence and your impact already but you're listening to this because you're looking for maybe one or two new ideas that you can implement to take you to the next level so let's get straight into this there are four powerful ideas that i'm going to share with you to grow your network your influence and your impact professionally in the workplace Okay, and I'm going to be taking these four powerful ideas from the Bible, from the Bible in 2 Samuel chapter 15, using the story of a man called Absalom. Absalom was the son of King David, his first son next in line for the throne. Now, a little bit of um, a sidestep here. Absalom used these ideas for evil. He used it to steal the throne of his father, David. But the truth of the matter is these are laws. So these are laws of influence. If you apply the law, it will work for you, whether your motive is for evil or for good. Uh, whether you're Hitler or your mother, Theresa, if you apply the laws, it will still work. The only difference is if it's for evil, as we saw in the life of Absalom, it did not end well. But if you use it for good, you will continue to multiply. So never mind how Absalom used it, used it what his motive was. The point is it works. And because you are using it for good, you will continue to multiply. So let's jump straight into it. The first thing that Absalom did 
Okay, to give you a little bit of a background, he would rise up early in the morning and go and sit at the city gate. So the city gate was the entrance to the to the path that led to the palace. So anyone that was coming through to go to the palace to go and see King David and present their case before King David for him to judge their case, their problems, their disputes, etc., they would have to pass through that point. So it means everyone without exception that was going to see David Absalom stood there and he engaged with them and this is the first thing he did he took genuine interest in the individual he applied the personal touch how do I know that that's the first powerful idea it says in the Bible that when people brought a case to the king for judgment Absalom would ask where in Israel they were from. They would tell him their tribe. So everyone that he would go there early in the morning so that everybody that passed through, he would stop them and engage them in conversation. Oh, so where are you coming from? You know, what's your tribe? Oh, really? Wow. What's the city? Wow. What about your children? He literally engaged in conversation in order to apply the personal touch. So that's the first powerful idea. You have to get to a point every day in your career where the people that you work with, the people that you engage with from the doorman, from the receptionist to the CEO. Remember Absalom, it was, it was not a select few. It was everybody that walked through those gates that he engaged with like that. You have to take a personal interest in their life, not to gossip, not to achieve your own end. Because remember, if you do it in a calculating way, there is an aura that will be around you. People will sniff it out and they will, they will be repelled rather than, than attracted to you. So you do it in a way whereby you are genuinely showing care and concern for the person. If you see the person looking a little bit down or sad or whatever, you can say, what, are you okay? Is everything okay? Take personal interest. So particularly with the people that you work closely with, don't let it only ever be about the deliverables and the projects and the submissions and whatever and the results and the bottom line. Take personal interest, find out about their family. People are always willing to share these things. You don't even have to press too much. You say, how are your kids doing? Oh, I, I remember that your, you know, your, your, your daughter started secondary school. How is she getting on? Their face would light up and you'll be like, oh, thank you for asking. And that you have left an impression on that person. Now, if you're in a situation where you're like, I, I can't be bothered to interact with these people. I don't like where I work. I hate these people you are there for now so what you need to do is to go to god and ask him to put in your heart compassion for the people that you work with so that you can engage with them on a personal level and influence and impact them beyond the work that you are doing together if you ever read anything about martin luther king this is one attribute that always stood out in his life he took personal interest in the people the movement imagine how important the civil rights movement was it was colossal but he did not do it just for the movement he did it for the individuals he would find out people's names he would find out where they were from he would take interest in their lives in their families in their marriages etc and that was how the movement actually multiplied and exploded that his influence spread all over the world so the first powerful idea is take genuine interest in individuals, apply the personal touch. The second powerful idea is this. 
okay it says let me read to you what absalom did so absalom basically everyone that came they were going to the king absalom was not the king he was not the judge but he would step in he would say tell me tell me what your problem is tell me and let me see if i can help and they would tell him and he would judge the matter and solve it for them and imagine how these people felt they were like oh my goodness he's not even his job and he's doing it anyway so the second powerful idea is this be available and be willing to solve problems outside of your job description go over and beyond what you are being paid for if you ever want to expand your network your influence and your impact in the workplace you cannot sidestep this if you are the kind of person that when there's a problem or there's an issue that presents itself or maybe somebody somewhere says oh could you please handle this you are the kind of person that will bring out your job description and start pointing out all the bullet points well as you can see this is not my job so can you please go and meet this person that's their job if you had if you are that kind of person you are leaving an impression in people's minds that you are not available for the whole team you are you, you care nothing about what is what does not you know um about the collective that you don't really care about the collective okay and now that was actually one of the important things that i had to do to make that jump from middle leadership to senior leadership i i had a meeting after trying on successfully applying for senior leadership roles for a few years and i i just could not break through and i sat down with my uh, the principal the head of the organization and he basically he gave me an idea you know he said listen you have to do this there's no crossing over from middle to senior leadership without doing this and as a result of that i took on a voluntary role i did not get paid it was a lot of work that i didn't get paid for but i did it with all my might i made myself available to solve problems outside of what i was being paid for and that was what opened the door for my influence to spread throughout the organization and eventually led to my promotion into senior leadership so second powerful idea make yourself available to solve problems outside of your job description number three discard any air of superiority how did absalom do this when people tried to bow before him absalom wouldn't let them instead he took them by the hand and he kissed them these were quote and unquote commoners he was a prince next in line to the throne they had every right to bow before him and he had every right to ask them to bow before him but he brought himself to their level and he treated them as equals that is the quickest way to endear yourself to any human being and the quickest way to get people to run away from you and to be repelled by you is if you walk around with an air of superiority like you're better than people even if you are the ceo you should still treat people like equals right you should still treat people like equals especially with us christians one thing that happens for us in the workplace particularly in the western countries is if you're a christian you look at people that say they're atheists they're buddhists they're muslims they're agnostics etc and you think oh i'm more special than you because i have god's number i can pray to god i can enter into the kingdom with the name of jesus etc and we look at people and we judge them and we say these ones are just sinners they are swearing and you're, you know you you basically don't want to be tainted now 
The thing about the, the, the truth about it is this. Obviously, you don't want to continually put yourself in a situation that will make you uncomfortable. However, this is how I have been able to deal with this particular one. I didn't want to be, you know, at first I was like, oh, I, I, I don't want to hang out with these people. They're atheists. They say there's no God. How can you say there's no God? But I began to realize that they may say there's no God, but there are good attributes in them. God sees them as good. God sees them as his children that he died for. So how dare me now come and say they're not good enough. So I decided that I'm going to love them anyway. I'm going to be accepting. I'm going to go do the personal touch and ask about their genuine welfare. That's what I did. In doing that, it became easier for me to be able to say, oh, you know, I, I'm not really comfortable with you swearing so much. Okay. And because you already have established that personal touch, when, even if the F word flies from their mouth unknowingly as they're talking, they'll quickly look at you and say, Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Why? Because there's a relationship because they know that you are for them. You may not like the behavior, but you are unequivocally for them. And there's something about that, that endears people to you. So don't walk around with an air of superiority. And the final powerful idea is this, when you have done all this, so Absalom implemented the first three ideas and the Bible says that he got to the point where he stole the hearts of all the people of Israel. Everybody was not like Absalom, Absalom, Absalom must be king by doing those three things. The fourth powerful idea is when that happens, when you have grown your, your influence, your impact, your networks, you have to know when to strike. It says that after four years, when Absalom saw that everybody was now for him, he made his move and he went for David's throne. He did his own for evil, but here's my point. This is the fourth powerful idea. Discern your time and make your move. This is not the time to now shrink back in false humility. When people are singing your praises, when senior leadership, you know, in meetings, their performance reviews, they're saying, oh, this person did this, this person did that. And you can't just say, oh, no, 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 it's not me. Oh, it was just the team. You know, no, 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 no. You have to accept it, own it, and then use that as your stepping stone into your own promotion. Don't shrink back. So you've done all that work, sowing into people's lives helping them, applying the personal touch, treating them as equals, showing them the love of God. It is now time for you to reap your harvest. Don't you dare shrink back. Don't you dare allow false humility to keep you from going into what God has carefully orchestrated for you. Those are my four powerful ideas to help you grow your influence, your impact, and your network in the workplace and ultimately will lead you to your promotion it is me allow me and i'll be back next week <laughs> bye